Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and we have a special episode today because I am joined by a wonderful guest named Tiffany. And Tiffany also works in the realm of energy work, and she does and teaches yoga. You can learn more about her at her website, which is mindyourchakras.com. But what we explore today is the topic of soulmates. And this came up, of course, because we are on the eve of Valentine's Day. So I thought it would be fun to have this soulmate conversation, although she had no idea what I was going to ask her about. And we also wrap up the episode talking about the beauty of this journey. You know, I share so much with all of you about the challenges that come up as we go on this journey of self-healing. And I share that with you so that you know that you're not alone in the process, but also so that you have more understanding and so you can navigate it with more clarity and, you know, just again, know that you're not alone, but also have support. But there's also so much beauty in this. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't have stuck with this work (laughs) through all these years if there wasn't this beautiful experience throughout the whole thing. So Tiffany and I also discuss the beauty of this journey, and I hope you enjoy the show, and we'll see you in the Secret Circle next week. Hello. Okay, we are here on Reiki Radio, and I'm here today with one of my favorite people. Her name is Tiffany. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you. You're one of my favorite people, too. Top of the list. (laughs) Thank you. Best wishes. I know. (laughs) Yes. Well, we have the best conversations together, so I'm really excited to have Tiffany here today. And Tiffany um, is Tiffany of Mind Your Chakras. Be sure to go Actually, check out her website, learn more about her, see about her sessions and classes, mindyourchakras.com. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I love that title. Thank you. Every time I think mind your chakras, I'm like, yes, we all should. I feel like it's just a call of duty. It that is. we all should have. Yeah. You know, and so I want to teach about that. Well, I'm glad that you are. And actually, you know, I want to give a fair warning before we start today's mm-hmm. show Tiffany, Tiffany and I, like the conversations go all over the place. We'll go off on tangents. Just stay with us. Like it will be good. Yeah. I'm glad <laughs> the warning was for the listeners and not for me. I got yeah. a little nervous for half a second. I'm like, uh oh. Yeah, no. Mom, I'm going to need you to reel it in. <laughs> yeah. This is just the way don't put baby we in the function corner. together. Yeah, no. Don't put baby in the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Um, oh, okay. So today I'm already off. I know. So today I wanted to talk about like just having a journey chat in general, but because we have to hit first before we get into talking about the journey with Reiki and some things that come up. And Uh I really want to, because a a lot of the shows I share with people about the healing that happens and, you know, you know, like people feel like, They're falling apart sometimes in this journey. But I wanted to bring them back up to the upswing this week so that you know that there really is a lot of fun in this. And there really is, like, a lot of goodness in this. Mm -hmm. 
But before we hit that, yep. I'm going to ask that both of us try our best not to be cynical. Oh, okay. Agreed? Agreed, yes. Valentine's Day is coming. Oh, wait a second. <laughs> I, oh, I agreed before I understood. <laughs> you got me. I got you. You did because this is the way people need to get me. Yes. I guess get me really excited about something and then with a the sneak attack. <laughs> Shit, I agreed. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm in. You're in. I'm in. Well, this is the way I think of it. You know, I really do. I love love. Like, mm-hmm. love. I love people. I love everything. But relationships fascinate me mainly oh, yes. because of the expectations we put on each other mm. around yeah. them. And so I'll start by saying this. Like, with myself, I always joke I'm a better friend. And that's because I really am. Yeah. You know, you don't have as much, like, expectation on your friends you're more forgiving of them you kind of accept like that's who they are but then once you slap on certain titles we tend to have this expectation of you showing up in a very particular way Mm -hmm. you should be able to read me you should be say do act everything what I want so relationships are interesting yeah sometimes but what I want to hit you with first Hold on. Can I go back to that really quickly? Yes, yes. Because I kind of, I, I realize I tend to work backwards. Mm-hmm. And when I build relationships with people, like friendship, romantic, whatever, if I start building a relationship with somebody, yeah. just being the person I am, mm-hmm. I have those expectations immediately. Because, yeah. and I, I understand that that's, it's not correct as far as like, you know. We do it. But we do it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I, the expectations are built on what I would do as a person for anybody, right. a friend, a lover, family, whatever it is. Yeah. So what I've been realizing is that I put the expectations and then I scale it back uh-huh. versus putting a label on something and having different expectations for labels. Right. And actually just, it was, I read a quote today, it was Maya Angelou, I just happened to come across it and it was yeah. like, believe people believe people for who they are when they first show you who they are. Yes. Something along those lines. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure I'm botching it somehow, but when people show you who they are, believe, believe them. them. Yeah. 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 No, but it's really true. But a lot of times in the beginning of relationships, like we have on our rose colored glasses, a lot of people show up with their best foot forward. Yeah. And then you start to see things. And sometimes we want them to be something so badly that mm-hmm. we don't let ourselves just see who they are. Yeah. But this is not, poo-pooing on relationships like this is I want us to kind of like look at a lot of frustration we create around them and how we can stop doing that and maybe be more accepting of who people are and deciding if it's really what we want yeah that sounds great I can't wait for you to enlighten me with all this (laughs) no well you know I want you know both of our points of view around this because it is so interesting and in this work a lot there's a lot that comes up around relationships either People are working on their energy around relationships, Mm -hmm. working on their openness, their vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so many of us have been hurt on the past. So learning to trust, blah, 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 wanting to call in love. But a lot of people also start in this and, you know, go into their own little healing bubble and want to do their healing journey solo because maybe they don't want the distraction of relationship or they feel like their partner is not on the same level as them. Yeah. So there's so many ways. We could look at this, but mm-hmm. I want to hit you with one thing specifically oh, I'm first. I'm so nervous. Okay. As you should be. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. What I'm sorry so you... much. Okay. <laughs> we all do. What do you think about soulmates? What do I think about soulmates? Do you believe in them? 
I do believe in soulmates, but I believe in them in more of a general relationship mm-hmm. ideology, um, not so much a romantic love relationship yeah. soulmate. I, I I don't know how I've gotten on this plane of thoughts as far as soulmates yeah. go, but I mean, even I think my nephew is one of my soulmates. Totally. And I remember mentioning that to somebody. I'm like, that kid's my soulmate. And they're mm-hmm. like, that's weird. I'm like, it's not weird. Mm-mm. Because I think, you know, a soulmate is a soul that you've had experience with in past lives, yeah. maybe multiple. And, you know, there's just some connection you feel to that person. Yep be it a lover, be it family, be it just a random stranger or a friend, you yeah. know? And I think it's just a, a cosmic connection you have yeah. with that spirit mm-hmm. now in the form of physical. And right. yeah, when you're one of your soulmates lines up as your romantic relationship or lover or whatever, that's, you know, it compounds it into this most amazing thing. Yeah. Sure. But not to discount the fact that we have soulmates in other realms of this life, you know? Yeah. I mean, you run into strangers who you're like, you look into their eyes and you have a quick conversation with them and you're like, holy shit, that person is one of my soulmates. Totally. And maybe not a relationship you pursue you just, going forward. Connection. Yeah. yeah. It's a connection. It may be for two minutes, mm-hmm. but you just saw another soulmate. And I, you know, yeah. I think it's cool to know that they're everywhere and they're around us and they show up in different forms. That's exactly what I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I think the same too. I think there's just certain people you know. They're just so familiar. They feel like home. They feel like family. They feel like, you know, just like part of your soul family yeah. or your soul tribe. And so, yeah, I am under the belief the same that I have so many soulmates. And I'm so lucky to, you know, exchange with all of you. Yeah. However... I also think on the flip side, like when I think of, because some people, they think there's just the one, the one, the only, Mm -hmm. which I'm not saying isn't true. I mean, I have no idea. I don't even know how we could validate it or not. I don't know. Right. But I think it's interesting in the expectation that comes with that. So, you know, like, have you had friends or someone like they think they found their soulmate? And so like you go all in with this expectation that this person is the one Mm -hmm. but imagine like again how much expectation comes with that like they're your perfect partner yeah what does that even mean and then how do you cope with that when there's like tension or you bump heads and then all of a sudden they're not your soulmate like yeah what you know what I mean (laughs) yeah yeah I love the human experience isn't it yeah interesting yeah um I think too when we slap labels on things it's to give us comfort Mm mm-hmm And when those get blown out of the water, we're surprised and shocked. Yeah. And then we, then we go into this phase of beating ourselves up Mm because we're like, how could I have been so stupid to think that this person was my soulmate? Right. You know, and I mean, we'll take it back to what we've discussed many a times, knowing Mm -hmm. yourself so well. Yeah that to be aware of when you're doing things like slapping labels on it, is it something that's true that you're putting a label on or mm-hmm. is it you're creating that label to give you comfort at that point in time because it's serving you. Mm-hmm. But then later to find out that label falls away and you're like, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Was I an idiot back then or yeah. am I the idiot now? And I'm just not seeing my soulmate anymore. You know? Yeah. yeah it, this is an interesting thing too. Cause some people do believe even your soulmates are the most challenging relationships. Sure. Like they're the ones that really hold the mir- mirror, which I think it could be both. It could be the one you have yeah. this intense connection with. It could be the one that really does give you some deep lessons. Like we have all kinds of agreements on a soul level, but I think the labeling thing is so interesting because 
on one hand, I get why we label. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, we make a clear distinction of who this person is in my life, like my right. boyfriend versus my husband, my regular friend versus best friend. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We label everything. It really. creates order in what we yeah. perceive as chaotic. It really does. But the thing is, is that I think sometimes we put create more chaos through our labeling. So let's just Agreed. imagine for a second. Yes. What if we really didn't have to put the weight of a label on something and you just had like this appreciation for anyone, lover, friend, family member, whomever, that showed up in your life to exchange love, to exchange lessons, to exchange support, like would that ease us up out of our expectation or holding someone to something so fiercely? Because, you know, like, like for example I think of when I think of I'm a better friend than maybe partner mm-hmm. I know like in the past I would hold people to this expectation and I would wonder why and it's almost like partners in a way you think of they're a reflection of you mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I chose this person as my partner they're a reflection of me so don't embarrass me yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean for sure or treat me like xyz or how come you don't show love in the way that I would? That's the one people yeah. really yeah. combat with. Like, how did you navigate that? Like, are you able to kind of just take it as you're my partner and here's our exchange? Or have you fallen into the trap of, just like you said before, like, this is how I would do it, so I want you to do the same? Yeah, well, I think that um, we constantly fall into traps. I fall into traps all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what happens with relationships and whether I have the authority to speak on this or not, I don't really know. We've all had them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, and you just, okay, well then we're not trying to say we're experts. We're just speaking mm-hmm. as two women who have had relationships. Okay. I think what we do is we, you know, what we choose to call a relationship as far as like romance or a lover goes, mm-hmm. it's a person we have chosen to now be vulnerable with. Right. And, I think that we as humans choose vulnerability very poignantly where we're going to let it unfold. Because mm-hmm. if we were walking around being vulnerable with every soulmate or every person we encountered, it would feel like our lives are falling apart all the time. Well, hello, Scorpio. <laughs> I know. That's my problem, isn't it? But, you know, um, so I think when we choose a, a romantic relationship or a partner, you know, whoever mm-hmm. it is, we tend to focus on in, in that realm of speaking. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a choice that we've made of a person where it's like, I'm going to be open and vulnerable with them. And I expect them to hold that space and be there with me. Yeah. But I think what we forget and what gets lost in translation somewhere is that, yeah, maybe they're your soulmates and maybe they're a soulmate you choose to be a partner that you can be vulnerable with, mm-hmm. but don't forget that they're human. Right. You know, because and maybe they expect, love differently than exactly. you too yeah like how many times do you hear like friends even you know we have got caught up in like thinking someone doesn't love you enough or correctly or mm. this or that just mm-hmm. because they don't express love in the way that you do right and so you think it's not good enough yeah so I think what that comes down to too obviously is communication yeah and understanding one yourself and two your partner but being able to communicate it about it and being able to know each other enough to know that you need to communicate about yeah. it because what happens with when you lack communication is that it's a one-sided story mm-hmm. and one-sided stories are it leads to the degradation of any kind of integrity of said relationship because it's right. only one side yeah 
and left to our own devices, that ego is going to take that one side and it's going to throw it oh, right straight honey, down the rabbit hole. Doesn't it? Yeah. And you know, at the core, we all want to be seen and heard. Mm, and we all yeah. want to feel understood. Right. And when we have that expectation that our lover, our partner, whomever, like they of anyone should see us, hear us, understand us, all of this. And it's interesting because I always think like back up into really trying to understand that person's lens too. Uh-huh. I think that's one of the things that we get so up in in relationship is we're so dead set on us being seen, heard, and understood mm-hmm. that we don't even realize that maybe the person is doing it. But again, it just looks different than yeah than us. So on this Valentine's Day, <laughs> maybe we could all like really look at the people in your life and, you know, think about what they do bring to your life, like the richness they do bring. Did they teach you something? Did you learn something from them? And anyone that you may be having some um, tension with in relationship, like are you able to back out and see their point of view mm. or maybe that they communicate differently than you or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like kind of widen the scope. Yeah. And lay down your ego and humble yourself, you mm-hmm. know, like let a little bit of humility step in to be like, Oh, you know, I feel like we get our defenses up so much to go to bat for our own selves and our ego that we forget to lay it down, like lay down your sword for a second and like see the other side of it. Yeah. But we're too busy trying to pick up all the swords that we can gather. Yeah. Versus the alternative of laying them down and actually seeing. It's, it's fascinating to me. It's part of the reason why I want to talk about it because it doesn't really matter if you're in relationship or not. I mean, like, yes, it's, it's Valentine's day. We all kind of like hone in on the idea of love and soulmates and romance and all of these things. But like, we're all very fortunate for all of the people who have come into our lives, mm-hmm. these various soulmates and right. partners and relationships, whatever, whatever labels we put on them. But I've seen it so many times and it's interesting when you're the, I like maybe you've seen this of your friends, when you're the party on the outside looking in, you can see two people who love each other, but just don't speak each other's language. Oh, yeah. And they just mm-hmm. are like misfiring. And it's like, oh my yeah. goodness, what do you do? Can you just see their perspective or see their point of view? Yeah. So I wonder if, you know, any of us, this is our gift, our Valentine's gift to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like Love maybe this. do take a moment to look at, again, like the people who have shown up in your life, who you have exchanged love with in any form, right. but also consider if you feel challenged or upset with someone who is very near and dear to you, if you step outside of the label and maybe hold this person in the, in the realm of just like friend or just another human, human yeah. having an experience, right. can you be more understanding or more forgiving or... It builds a little more compassion yeah, into the whole more compassionate. experience of it. Right. And I, I feel like we need to go back to defining soulmate mm-hmm. a little bit more because it, it, I feel the word has been glamorized in the sense where like yeah. the soulmate is this person who's like intertwined with your soul and they just get you and you get them and it feels like home and it's all like mm-hmm. fruity and it feels gooey, so gooey. good. Yeah. And beautiful. <laughs> but the reality is like you were saying, your soulmates are other souls that you've made agreements to be on this realm in this point in time with them mm-hmm. 
but it's not all unicorns and lollipops all the time. Like your soulmates are here also to teach you lessons and to trigger you so that you can learn your lessons and to build you up to be a better human, to um, strengthen you in certain ways. And I think that, you know, we only look at that one label of soulmate as this ooey gooey thing. And we Mm -hmm. forget that soulmate also means these other things. So Mm -hmm. when it does go awry of what we thought was our perfect soulmate, it goes right. And then, then we start beating ourselves up being like, I was wrong. How could I have been so stupid? You know, but yes, there's still your soulmate. They're just showing you a different side. That's not glamorized. And that's okay because that soulmate envelops all of it. Yeah. It's not just the pretty things. And our soulmates, I guess we could also add to this, don't necessarily mean eternity Sure. in this lifetime. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes I think, you know, people may be in a situation that they don't want to let go of because they put that labeling on. Well, mm-hmm. it's my soulmate, mm-hmm. so I'm supposed to deal with anything yeah. Great at point. all, right? Great point. And sometimes, you know, people come in and they may be a mate to your soul and maybe there's a lesson there and maybe part of the lesson is, self-love like loving yourself and like honoring you and then maybe they aren't in your life for the entire duration but it doesn't make them any less of a soulmate like what if aha what if we started treating everyone or viewing everyone really as a soulmate like honoring like all of our relationships to that degree of you know Ooh, that is a big challenge and i like it but so seeing them as a soulmate, but also recognizing that we all may express love differently, mm-hmm. process love differently. So how can you be more understanding, compassionate and have a wider lens? Yeah. And also even maybe look at your expectations because sometimes they're like. Unrealistic. Unrealistic <laughs> or maybe fueled by past hurt. You yes. know what I'm saying? Because yep. there are a lot of people who may have like these really rigid expectations Mm -hmm. on their partners, but it's because of their insecurity from like past hurt and these things. And then that now that's mucking it up. So yeah, maybe look at the expectations you have, where those expectations stem from. And then also, you know, in any exchange of love, friend, lover, relation, um, what do you call it? Relatives, whatever. Like, what is that exchange really about and how are you showing up in it yeah yeah because the exchange is love right and I think that sometimes we miss that point because a lot of times we're not acting in it we're acting out of fear and our insecurities and all of these things but again the beauty is that these people who may trigger those things in us Mm -hmm. are giving us an opportunity to heal those things for ourselves and also change the behaviors that are triggered from it you know because if you do get triggered by it and then you're recognizing the trigger rather than grabbing onto that trigger and taking, having it take you for a ride, right. you know, recognizing the trigger and then saying, okay, this is coming from fear. How do I turn it into love? And then see what the outcome is from that. I could totally change it. Yeah. You know, and I think that we forget to do that sometimes. Well, I think it's fair to say that on this day that we celebrate as like a, whatever we celebrate, um, Hallmark holiday. Yes, it Sorry, is a Hallmark. That yeah. No, well, that's actually why <laughs> I was Russell kind Silver. of being like a little sarcastic myself about it because I looked up the origin. Oh of, yeah. Of Valentine's uh-huh, Day, uh-huh. and I was like, now you how tell. did this come into yeah, yeah, yeah. being? Like, it's interesting, right? It is very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Would you like I, to give us the cliff notes on it? No. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we said we were being cynical, right? 
shoot. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. not going to fit. But it's I would encourage people, like, you know, look at the origins of it. It's interesting, I think, with a lot of holidays, anything, like the adaptations, like yeah. what the origin of so many things uh-huh. are, like even Thanksgiving, say, you know, what the yeah. origins are and then what they evolve to become. Yeah. But Capital- anyway. Where capitalism steers it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, really, truly. So it's like, if anything, since it's a day where we're highlighting love anyway, I mean, why not just like highlight it across the board? You know, parents, look at your kids. Look at those little soulmates you brought in. Yeah. Like, have a deep bow gratitude for them, your best friends, your partners, your lovers, and maybe do some forgiveness work on mm. this holiday. Mm-hmm. Like that, oh, that, that good old focus. relationship that you are still like, Argh. like, you know, you could take this day to do some healing work around that yeah. and like really kind of free yourself. I love that. Yeah. A self-love day. A self-love day. I'm focusing on the love that you can give to others to release it yes. without without waiting for that phone call to be taken out to dinner or, or right. flowers being delivered to your door or something, you know, because I, I think there's a lot of people who step into this day and then they're like, uh, you know, yeah. focusing on all the wrong things. Right, right. I understand. Yeah, no, I totally get. <laughs> although I've never been the one like I don't want chocolates and teddy bears. Like I really, I don't. The things that, no, thank you. Like I, what am I? But just no. to be somebody's Valentine is nice. And it's for the people cute. who don't it's, have a one, it's just the day highlights it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a part of me that's, uh, like, I guess a hopeless romantic, but my idea of romance, I guess, is different. Yeah. So, like, I've never been, like, a big Valentine's Day person, yeah. per se. I'm, you know, one of those ones, like, you should love me every day. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know and, I mean? and we should. And I think yeah. that's a really good point to bring up, too. It's like, are you reserving your love for February 14th? Right. Yeah. It's so silly. Yeah. But even think of that, too. Like, do you show your love every day Mm. and how are you displaying your love every day? Mm -hmm. Like maybe this could be our Valentine's day challenge to like step our own game up instead of expecting it outwardly. Yeah. Like stepping up our own love game. Right. Putting it out there instead of waiting to receive it. Yeah. And then you do, when you put it out there, it comes back in Mm -hmm. ways in so many forms. I mean, like again, outside of just romantic, the people you meet in your life, it's like a love fest. You can have all of these beautiful exchanges and, yeah. you know, it's really, really cool. So I, this is really for everyone. And if you are having, you know, the, what do you call it? Like the romantic Valentine's day, like have fun. That's fantastic. But also extend some of that love out to maybe some of your friends and, yeah. you know, other people too. Do you want to hear a funny little Valentine's story? So last year, um, I uh, I live in the backyard of my landlord. I'm, I'm in a granny flat. So the, the house, the main house is in the front. And, you know, we have all these services now where you can have somebody else do your shopping and then deliver stuff oh, to you. hello. You know I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I know. I haven't quite gotten there yet because I'm like, somebody's doing my shopping? Like, what if they take out the rag, wrong bag of spinach? No, like, no, no. I just have food, like restaurants. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Going so this is like going to the grocery store and doing your shopping. So um, it was Valentine's Day last year or maybe like a day before. Maybe it was, I don't remember. It was somewhere surrounding it. And... Uh, my, I had like shut down shop, like closed my curtains, locked my door and it's probably like 8.30. Grandma goes to bed early. It's like 8.30, <laughs> maybe pushing nine. And I feel like this rattling on my screen door and I'm like, 
what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And it's my landlord and he's trying to like open my door to knock on my, the big door. And I'm like, I open it and I was just scared because I'm like, who, what, what is going on? And I opened the door and he's like, Hey, there's a delivery for you. And I guess, so said person who went grocery shopping for its intended destination, knocked on the wrong door. Uh. Then my landlord came back. It was all this ruckus, right? I get this bag full of stuff. There's roses in it. There's chocolate in it. There's kombucha. There's Swiss chard. I'm like, like it was the most lovely gesture I've ever received. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, where did this come from? Because at the time, like I had no, no reason to have any expectations of somebody delivering me a Valentine's Day gift. Yeah. Yeah. Let alone a gift that's so me. Right. Right. Like down to the point of things that I buy at the grocery store freaked me, I mean, there's lotion in there, organic lavender lotion. I'm oh like, what? Gosh. What is going? I texted a couple of friends. I was like, did you do this? Like, I was like, no, no, no. And I was like, what is going on here? It freaked me out. I mean, I Wait, literally so was it a wrong delivery? Or no, was it, from someone it was. You knew? It was for me. So my my friends had moved. Two of my best friends they moved out to Spain for the year uh-huh. and. They were probably just talking. I mean, they're two of my best friends. They're probably just talking, knowing that I was likely alone on Valentine's Day oh, out of that's all of so our friends. Cute. Yeah, they they ordered it from this other side of the world and yeah. had it shipped to my door. But it was just so funny because I'm like looking in this bag full of things that are so perfectly me. I'm like right. freaked out. But like I love that. Like I love that story too. I mean, again, it reminds me of like just like spreading the love even yeah. beyond. Yeah. Just, you know the romance which I think kind of takes the pressure off of this holiday yeah because there are a lot of people that are like bah humbug especially right they may be single or maybe just got out of a relationship but if it's not so you know restricted to just the idea of romantic love I mean right like, gosh I think it is a good opportunity for us to look at the amount of love we have in our life whether it's friends co-workers whatever. Right. Blah blah blah. That makes it a lot more fun. Yeah, maybe we just get Valentine's and just hand them out. Yeah. To all our soulmates. Yes. We come across. Yeah. Just randomly handing out Even Valentine's on the street, to people. Like, yeah. hey, you're my Valentine today. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, I think You're it's probably making someone's day. Like, 100%. how random. If someone just came up to you and gave you a Valentine's and was like, have a great well, day. Well, first, I'd be suspicious because I'd be like, who are you? Are you following <laughs> me? Are you going to send me a package to my house that's like perfectly me? Oh and where, what bushes are you hiding in? But where then I'd be like, from? okay, I'm being crazy. I'm yeah. just spiraling out of as control. As long as you catch it. That's always the key, catching it. I've, I've traded in my smaller nuts for a bigger nut now so I can catch it. I like that. And that's actually a perfect segue. Oh, yeah. So now that we've covered love for everyone, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day. Hope you have fun exploring this love and making everyone a soulmate. Yes. I wanted to talk to you about, again, the journey, but the highlights of it. I mean, because there is a lot of it, you know, the tough days and you know, you know, like when we go through patches of resistance or just falling apart and all of these things, it can be challenging, but there's so much beauty in this process of self-healing and like doing this work, which part of it is, you know, trying to love ourselves more deeply. Mm -hmm. So even our little Valentine segment could be quite helpful. But what about this would you say, like if someone said, you know, was there anything good about the self-healing stuff? Like, what have you enjoyed about this process? 
what I have enjoyed about this is I, I think just seeing things line up, mm-hmm. you know, and then having the validation of what I've gone through show its face why, yeah. you know, why those things have happened. And at some point they fall into place. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, and then I, you know, getting into discussions with people, um, being able to bring something to the table mm-hmm. and maybe whether it's just informative for them or it's validating for them, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's kind of paying it forward in a sense where you share your journey and you're open about it and honest and maybe even vulnerable, how much you can help somebody yeah. in their own journey mm-hmm. by experiencing and sharing your journey and maybe not even just sharing it, but experience it experiencing your journey changes you yeah like as opposed to getting in your journey feeling uncomfortable and putting it on hold and be like I don't want to do this anymore mm-hmm. you know it robs us of some of our um, character to a degree you know and if you fully embrace the journey and you're building that character and how you show up in the world all the time it's going to affect somebody else regardless and probably in a good way so it's interesting. There's two things. So what you're saying reminds me a lot of like this communal experience. Like mm-hmm. there's something about this um, journey that does feel very, uh, it expands the idea of community and mm-hmm. not feeling alone, which is funny because someone just sent me a message the other day um, saying that they were glad for the podcast because of that community aspect. Yeah. And it is, it, there's something very connecting in this process that you do um See people as not necessarily strangers anymore. You really do start to look at people as part of your journey, regardless of kind of what we were just talking about, regardless of the title they may hold in your life. It could mm-hmm. even be a complete stranger. But now you are like sharing this beautiful exchange of humanness. Like, yeah. I know you're going through this as well. But what makes this interesting, what you're saying What we just talked about with soulmate and kind of like blowing up the titles and looking at everyone and everyone's your friend. And then even what you just said about this, like kind of expansion of the idea of community and supporting Mm -hmm. each other is all very Aquarian. And guess what we're having? We're in the age of Aquarius right now. New moon in Aquarius. Oh, yeah. The day after Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. Look at it. Perfect. That Aquarian energy is running through our veins right now, Mm -hmm, right? mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Just had to throw that out there. I love it. Yeah, because it really is the energy of, I mean, Aquarius is a humanitarian. It's the energy of friendship. It's the energy of, you know, breaking the old, like, ideas, old boxes, old ideologies, yeah. and going for, you know, whatever is futuristic or the new way of doing things. Yeah. I feel like that's what we're saying with this. Yeah, well, I have, a, I have another little um, related anecdote I can yeah. share. I um, just quit a job in the beginning of January mm-hmm. that I had for seven years and for six years, it was great. The seventh year I'd stayed too long and I paid for it. Yeah. I paid for it with my, my, um, my psyche. I paid for it with my, my physical body. Um, again, there's lessons to have learned from it. I'm glad I did, but I quit in the beginning of January and I was at a yoga class and, um, <clears throat> this girl I had seen had been in other classes with me, mm-hmm. like, we introduced ourselves one time, probably forgot each other's names, but recognized each other's faces. And it was an aerial class we'd see each other in, and this was a mat class. So it was kind of odd for us both to be in this mat class at the same time. And then our teacher, I love him. He is such a beautiful soul, but he's one of the teachers that's like, make friends with your neighbors, give them a hug, <laughs> tell them about you. And my introverted self is like, oh my God, don't make me do this, you know? Yeah. And I try to close up and then disappear, but it doesn't work because I'm, I, 
taller person. So much to my dismay, I have to like start talking to people, which is just a little challenging for me sometimes. Anyways, this girl was next to me. So she was just like, Hey, how's it going? Or I said that first to her and she's like, Oh, it's kind of crazy. Like I know she had just finished her PhD and she was feeling out jobs and wasn't really sure what the transition was because it had been several months since I had seen her. And I told her, I was like, oh, well, I just quit my job because it was making me sick and it just wasn't where I belonged anymore. And I told her, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I just knew I had to get out. So I quit. And, you know, the future is undefined. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, that's just what it is right now. And she was like, oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, she was talking about how she might have to move all this stuff. So class begins. We go through this whole hour and 15 minute yoga class silently on our own mats. And after the class ended, she came up to me and she's like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. And I didn't even think I shared anything. I was yeah. like, quit my job. Don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but here it is. <laughs> That's basically what I related. But to her, she went through this whole thought process of like, wow, other people are doing that, you know, and investing mm-hmm. in themselves to, you know, she related to her journey and it, right. it shifted something for her. And she shared that with me. And I thought that was big and powerful. It is. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, one of the beautiful things of like how this can be so communal. And it's funny, as you're saying that talking about the yoga teacher, mm-hmm. it made me also think about how this journey kind of has also shifted my ideas unintentionally around like feminine and masculine. Mm. Um, and it's funny because this year, of course, being a universal year 11 and, you know, there is supposed to be this energy around looking at our own duality, our own feminine and masculine. We see it like highlighting in the world around us, but it's funny how in this realm, I never considered it until you just said that, that I've met so many men in here who are, softer you know what I mean and they do embrace like that feminine aspect Mm -hmm. of themselves and it it's a really interesting thing because like out on the streets you don't necessarily see it as much as you do here but there is like this embracing of their feminine and their masculine and then even with the women there's so much talk about like goddess energy and like the power and the warrior goddess and like really I don't know if people are acknowledging that same they're merging and really um, unifying their feminine and masculine as well. So yeah. it's interesting too. I mean, that's a whole nother topic. It we'll is. do a whole nother show about that. <laughs> it is. This is the tangents I was warning you about, but it's, you just made me think of it. We need to get an assistant you know, that writes down our tangents. It doesn't take us track. out of it. Yeah. But also writes down the tangents. Yeah. Can do our other we can podcast. whiteboard and go back. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back for yeah. another episode. But yeah, no, that is, one of the most beautiful things of this journey, like the connections we make, especially with people that we typically probably wouldn't have connected Mm, with in our mm -hmm. regular lives. Like how many people have you met in this space that you probably wouldn't have met otherwise? Yeah. And they happen to be one of your soulmates. Mm, Amen. Amen to that. (laughs) No, it's, you know, so true. Okay. So what else? Another beautiful aspect of this journey. What you got? Dig Um, in your pocket. Okay. Beautiful aspect of this journey. Well, I think something that is one of my most favorite parts about it is really getting into the center of self. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, regardless of what's going on in my life or the atmospheres around me, to, to be able to recognize the silence or the flow when you're in flow of just doing something that where you belong, like being able to sit in that and recognize it 
and be aware enough to know that it's something to recognize is Mm -hmm. what I have learned as part of the journey. Mm -hmm. So the journey has taught me to be aware of those moments of being in the journey. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. So when I can sit in silence for however long I have to do it, it might be two minutes, it could be an hour, to be able to sit there and feel like being lifted, being sane, being calm, and just being like completely still and feeling held and surrounded and loved in a place where it's just me and it's just, me being quiet and to feel being able to touch what's not what's intangible yeah to some degree no I totally understand I I just want to throw this out there Tiffany has a podcast too um called mind your chakras and her and I just did her podcast and we were talking about um something you just reminded me of as well I mean one of the things I do love about this journey is the responsibility and knowing that I actually have the power and ability Mm -hmm. to manage my own field. Mm -hmm. And I can. I've worked through um, enough of my stuff to be comfortable to sit in it and sit with it, no matter what's going on with me. But there is something comforting in knowing that I also have tools and I have the choice and the capacity to heal my stuff, to transform my stuff, to, you know, sit with my emotion, not in judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, it really is that like self-care like yeah yeah I think that's one of the best things about this to me has been um learning how to really care for myself yeah. beyond just like going to get a massage you yeah. know what I mean and to have those yeah. moments where you see like um the validation of seeing what where the self-care got you yeah you know mm-hmm. um as an example I did an art show I make jewelry and at the art show it was crazy. Like I reached out to a couple of people for help because I had to get all of this stuff there. I had to be prepared for this big show. And I, I was at a very um, crazy time in my life too, where I was doing yoga teacher training. It was like, how is all this coming in now? And how the hell am I going to handle it? And I had reached out for help and I didn't get any back. And, you know, I almost went down the rabbit hole of like, oh, where is everybody? Nobody wants to help me. Why am I doing this alone all the time? But I didn't have time for that. So yeah. I just like, just got it together, did what I had to do. And for what, seemed like it should have been a very chaotic, you know, just energy all over the place and stressful. Mm-hmm. It went so smoothly. And I remember sitting back watching all the chaos around me and I took my time setting up my table. I took my time when people like came and talked to me, like everything felt easy and I was yeah. in the state of flow. And to be able to sit back and look around this and see all the chaos around me and feel like I'm in this bubble of being exactly where I'm supposed to be and everything is working as it should. Right. I don't think that had I not gone through this journey, I would have been able to be in that moment and recognize it for what it was. Yes. So the hard, long story short, the hard work of the journey and seeing yourself and tearing away the layers and dealing with your shadow, it's worth it just for that one moment. If I could only have experienced that one, one moment, one and only time, out of all the things that I've done leading up to it, it's worth it. I love that you say that because I, I do say this to myself a lot, and I don't know that I've ever shared it on the podcast, but there are those times where I do think back to the difference in my lifestyle mm-hmm. from prior to doing this work till now and looking at you know the, the challenges of the self-healing and all of this. But I always say to myself, I wouldn't trade it for anything yeah. like those days where I felt like I was falling apart or the, you know, getting used to 
working through my stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, having the universe smack the hell out of me yeah. on several occasions to get me to like get the lesson or to wake the hell up. I wouldn't trade it for anything yeah. when I think about how much I have gained an understanding on the other side of it. And yeah. I know that a lot of what I've come to understand and appreciate more deeply, I I don't know that I would have gotten to it had I not gone through right. the process of self-healing and, you know, all of these things. And again, it's ongoing. I mean, sure. you know, it never, it never ends, but it, I mean, you do become more resilient, but there's just this deep level of appreciation, just like the beautiful story you shared that comes through that it's like, man, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade any of it for the, those moments. Yeah. Those moments are everything. I also like the moments too, where like, you literally think you're going to die mm-hmm. one way or the other mm-hmm. <laughs> through some of these things. Yeah. And then you come out the other side and you're like, woo, look at me. Yeah. I made it through. Right. <laughs> you know? And I'm shiny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a little masochistic <laughs> in, to some, in some perspective, but quite literally, you know, to, yeah. to be able to look back and be like, wow, look how strong you are. You actually are. You did it. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. that's pretty fulfilling too. Well, part of um, what you just shared, too, reminds me of how beneficial this journey is for even people who are um, empathic. And just like we did mention on your show as well, I do think this journey of self-healing is important for everyone. It's not just for people who want to be teachers, not just for healers, not just for not just for anyone. It's for all of us. Mm-hmm. So that we can be better managers of our own field and recognize our ability and become responsible for what we're creating. But what you shared, it speaks so much to empaths and the gift of this journey that you can be surrounded by what may seem to be chaotic, still be chill. Yeah. Because you're managing your own little bubble. Yeah. You're managing your own little field and you're not allowing yourself to be brought down by the surrounding energy. That's yeah. like one of the biggest gifts of this journey is being able to hold space for yourself mm-hmm. and like sit in it like, wow. Yeah. And I want to throw in there too, because that raises a really good point that I hadn't thought of before until you just mentioned it is that, you know, at that point, I am an empath and I'm highly sensitive mm-hmm. um, and I've spent a lot of trying time trying to one, understand that and yeah. then two, manage it. Um, but that particular experience, I didn't feel like I had to like consciously manage my space at all. Yeah. And why I think that is, is because I was, I worked so hard to get to that point and mm-hmm. I was exactly where the path had led me yep. that it was almost innately managing itself yes. to a degree. Yes. Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is, you know, we talked about this before we started the show. We might have talked about this on your show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like merging. All the shows. Yeah, all the shows. But, <laughs> Guess you'll just have to go to both our yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yes. You have to go to mind your yeah. chakras. Like, yeah, you have the information. It's a must. <laughs> but, you know, it makes me think of, like, how on this path you a lot of times don't recognize how much you have shifted and changed or how much you have grown until you look back And, you know, there was a time where I was so consciously shifting my energy, consciously, you know, trying and like working through the the challenges of like how to navigate all of this. But now it's just a part of 
my practice. You know what I mean? Like I don't think about it. I just do it. It's like Mm -hmm. become my new pattern. It's become my new habit. It's become my new way of being. But I, I don't think I would really notice that without looking back at like where I was to where Mm -hmm. I am now. And sometimes that's really helpful. And in fact, um, in the seeker circle, there was someone who posted recently that they were unsure about how much, um, if anything had changed at all for them within like the six week period of mm-hmm. uh, studying or learning Reiki. And it was beautiful because so many people responded to them saying like, Hey, you know, look at how much you have changed, mm-hmm. like you, your perspectives, like what's coming up for you. And the person responded back saying like, Oh yeah, actually you like, I have less anxiety than I used to, yeah. you know? And it's like sometimes in this process, we do kind of have to do like that hindsight uh-huh. to recognize how much we really have um, developed our self-care and yeah. understanding. And I think it's natural it. too for us to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <laughs> my mom is my rock and my sounding board and she lives on the other side of the country. So oftentimes she's getting calls for me in my moment of darkness <laughs> and I'm crying and I'm just like, I've made nothing of my life. I have nothing to show for it, <laughs> you know. Meanwhile. I'm like, I don't have a family, I don't have kids, I don't have a house, I don't, my student loans are barely paid off. And she, and from her perspective, though, she's like, "Are you kidding me?" Right. You know. But I think it's a natural human tendency, yeah, to put that on ourselves to be like always wanting to achieve the next step yeah. or or um, seeking out what the perceived benchmarks are and trying to hit those yeah. benchmarks without or noticing for the missing elements. Right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not noticing like, Hey, you have benchmarks. They're just different. Right. And you've hit them. You've surpassed them. You created new ones and you've gone even further. You know, I like that. Yeah. You created new ones and you've surpassed them. That's beautiful to point out. Yeah. Oh, just that idea alone, honey. That's like, Ooh, light bulbs flashing. I feel like Oprah, what does she say to people when they like say something? And she's like, oh, I don't know, but give it to me. I don't know. This is great practice but for she my gets, interview like, with Oprah. she really excited when people like <laughs> say something to her. I don't know what she says. Oh, her aha moment. Uh-huh. But it really, that is it. It is so funny. Our, our um, achievement goals and all these things, they do change on this journey. And our point of focus and what's important to us does shift too. But there is that part of us that does still think like, all those old ones that I meant to check off the box right, for myself, yeah. but you really have like landed and stuck many I just yeah. a whole gymnastics thing. <laughs> you came off the beam, you landed that, it's stuck. Funny, I love get it. The gold. I love it. Yeah. I love but, that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing too, to look at those type of, um, points of uh, achievement, I guess you could say, yeah. and just looking at your personal growth and how right. you have, shifted and how you have healed and letting those be part of the benchmarks for you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, a side note, I can't wait for my interview with Oprah. Honey, I can't wait now. for you to have your interview with Oprah. We're putting it out there. Yeah. New I've moon. been putting it out there for a while. Intention. So I can't wait until like we come back to this podcast and like, see, see there see? it was. Yeah. Oprah will be broadcasting this over like yeah. the interview itself. Like dear Oprah, <laughs> we're speaking directly to you today. <laughs> Somebody gets this podcast in Oprah's hands. Okay? It's like we hashtag Oprah on this. Is that how she'll find us? There's an at Oprah. The podcast yeah. is for you. <laughs> we would like to be on Super Soul Sunday. Oh, Thank you. oh, what a XOXO. dream. XOXO. <laughs> right? Like, how does that? Yeah. 
But I think um, going back to, well, the show we recorded earlier when we were talking about um, nothing is ever still, nothing is ever in stillness, you know, Mm -hmm. we sometimes create what we think are our benchmarks or line them up with society says, and then we just put them in stillness and leave them there and hope to achieve them. But everything's in constant motion all the time. And we forget that what we've built into stillness has shifted and changed. And then we don't look on like where that may have changed to. We're still stuck on this one thing that we think is correct. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's part of that, like letting go, you know, you hear a lot in here about letting go and looking at our attachments, but then also looking at what you're pouring your energy into, Right. you know, like you, if you're beating yourself up over like, say like having kids, Listen, has your point of focus even been, like, getting it in with a partner? Not really. <laughs> like, you've been, like, focused yeah. on other things. So, right. clearly, that's not at the, like, top of your list at this moment. Right. Now, it may swing back around, and you may, you know, but it's like, how can you listen? That's a really great yeah. point. I think sometimes we, we quote, unquote, put out of the universe what we <laughs> think we want. Right. But then we're not doing the work to back that up. Yeah. I, I will, I am not on a soapbox here. I'm standing right next to you telling you that I do that shit all All the the time, time. but having the awareness to recognize you're doing it will help you shift that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really funny too. I guess I have to point out to you like a caveat of this because some people will say, well, I am focused on this particular thing and it's still not panning out. Yeah. But sometimes too, on this journey, if I've learned nothing else, you know, we are holding on to something that even though we think you know, with our analytical mind, we think this is my goal. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. But we keep allowing ourselves to, um, you know, put kinks in the chain or distract us or we're putting so much energy in it that we're not trusting the process. We're not right. allowing room for movement because we're pushing so hard. Like we're not allowing things to expand. I mean, there's so many layers to like how we can muck up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And then we have to like really back in and be honest with ourselves of like, how am I engaging with this? And what is my energy really around this? And how am I participating? How am I contributing? How am I showing up? All beautiful things you learn on this beautiful journey. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, we're going to learn them regardless. Yeah. But recognizing that you're on the journey and allowing it to happen, I think is a big point too. Well, we only have, eight minutes left. How does it happen? It goes by so fast. It does. I thought we just turned the on air. I know. It's almost been an hour. That's crazy. Right. So I have to ask. Yes. You know, since we are doing this gift of love and inspiration Mm -hmm. today, Mm -hmm. happy Valentine's Day to you all. What bit of advice maybe would you have for someone who may be having a hard time seeing the light in their journey at this moment? Seeing the light in their journey at this moment? Um, Gosh, it's such a deep question. (laughs) They're having trouble seeing the light in their journey. They're like struggling right now. Well, again, no, I always hear and it's so cliche. This too shall pass. Yeah. Right. But that's that's the truth. It It really is. And as much as you, we kind of resist cliches, cliches are cliche for a reason. (laughs) Right. How about that? Yeah. um, And it will. And the only constant is change. Mm-hmm. So it's determined to change the, the way that it won't change if you stay stuck in that emotion or that place and like tie an anchor or a big boulder onto that feeling, right. um, which means kind of 
feeding more energy into that place of feeling stuck and not seeing the light, Mm -hmm. you're tying anchors to that and you're keeping it right next to you. Free yourself to be yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's great. But like, I know. (laughs) We got to get the t-shirts out before we can give away our ideas. Come on now. So we talked about this. (laughs) It's in the contract. (laughs) Um, But I think opening up the space to be okay with not seeing the light right now takes that anchor off because then it gives it the freedom to do what it needs to do and move on. I like that being okay. I do. I feel like I am acting as your Oprah at the moment. Uh (laughs) Aha! Be okay with not seeing the light in this moment because it does. I mean, even that takes you out of the judgment that you may have about what you're experiencing. So again, like freeing yourself. This has been a lovely conversation. I have to say, I'm really excited about the laundry list of things we want to talk about and share with people. And speaking of which, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've noticed, but this year, for everyone who comes on the show, we do a follow-up <gasps> on Facebook Live Ooh. in the Secret Circle. Oh, my gosh. So anyone, Schedule I'm not even in. giving you the option. I'm like, listen, yeah, I love if you it. want to talk to Tiffany live <laughs> and like discuss anything about what we shared today, if you want to talk to us about your idea of soulmate, your experiences with that, with love in general, the highlights of this journey for you. We would love to hear it. Oh, so, I'm so excited. Yeah, so we'll definitely yes. schedule a live um, event with Woo. Tiffany. So be sure to go to Facebook. Um, if you go to YouTube Wellness on Facebook, you will find information there about how to join us in the Seeker Circle, or you can go to my newsletter and get the link to it that way. So go to uchi.com, Y-E-W-C-H-I.com. Join us there and find out when Tiffany will come live. Um, you may want to, you know, Join us in the Secret Circle now because we're going to do this probably next week. Yeah. Yeah. That works for me. We'll do it next week. And then you can learn more about Tiffany and her work. And obviously, you could tell she's a lot of fun. <laughs> Go to mindyourchakras.com. Mind your chakras. Yes. Yes. So it's been lovely speaking to it you sure today. Has. We are probably yip yapped out. We did her podcast, don't and now lie. this one. I we could do like we eight more. We could do 5,000 more. <laughs> I know. But we're going to spare all of you for today. Yeah. So just for today, not the future. Just for today. <laughs> no, but I'm really thankful to have you here, and I'm so I'm grateful, grateful to be here. for everyone that is a part of this community. Yeah. And, you know, I hope to meet more of you. I hope you'll join us in the Seeker Circle. I hope you all have a beautiful Valentine's Day a lovely new moon in Aquarius. Yeah. Anything else before we go? No, I think that's That's about it. Okay. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today. And remember to always journey in love.